the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio. Your real talk station. Your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. Today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the green room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the green room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the program. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. You're in the green room. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the show, 323-203-0815, and that's a legal Zoom self-help hotline. That's right. Uh, besides Amazon, we're also being brought to you by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. It's not a lawyer, Logan. It's not. It's a self-help legal service. You log on to LegalZoom.com. You can create legally binding documents in minutes. It's very easy, very simple. And to check out, you can get some extra savings by entering green in the checkout code. I'd like to welcome my left-hand man, Logan Lysico, onto the show. Logan, thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Anytime. All right, appreciate it. And I'd also like to welcome... And every time. Exactly. <laughs> He's here every time, for the most part. I'd like to also welcome a female comedian, a hilarious person, Danielle Stewart. Danielle, thanks for coming on. I am a female comedian. <laughs> yes. yeah, I guess comedian. I guess we didn't need that qualifier. <laughs> yes, I am a... Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, you have a great radio voice. I, I think I said you. that last time, but it really is. Isn't your dad in radio too? No, or no. Was he? Or was <laughs> I, that a joke? No. Oh, uh, Nick Rutherford so did some kind of like weird sketch, not weird, but funny. It was funny sketch about like your di- like. It's okay. He's weird. Do you remember at the green room? Yeah, um, we're, you're talking about the one year anniversary show. Yes, yes, Nick yes. Nick Rutherford, another comedian. He for his um his bit for the one year show, he went up and he did a short play. Yes. And yes, I think in his play he gave some backstory that my dad was in radio. But yeah. No, my dad. Okay. Um, he's not in radio. He does like to call into the show from time to time. And he always, he, every time he calls in, he's like. He leaves the radio on in the background so oh. Sean can say, can you please turn the radio down? He's like, oh, I love that. I love when you say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, is, is, it, is that like regular radio? Because I listen to WIP, the sports talk station out of Philly, and a lot of times they tell the guys to turn their radio down. Do I have to do that because it's the internet? I know it's different, but. He does it every time? Yeah, well, he gets a kick out of it. That's kind of my dad's M.O. He finds, or at least when I was living in the house, he would find things that would annoy me. And, you know, they're kind of funny, and then he would just keep doing them. And then he would especially do them, like, around my friends or, you know, on the radio show. It's perfect for him. He finds something that's kind of annoying, and then he realizes it gets me angry, and then all my buddies would be laughing. So he thinks he's, oh, look, I'm a comedian. Just, I, I just fuck with my son. I, I love people who have, like that. I love people of children just to bust their balls. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? I, yeah, I'm not going to say that was the entire reason I was born, but I feel like that was part of it. <laughs> sounds like he's having a good time with it, whatever the reason was. Yes, he enjoyed <laughs> it. It sounds like he has a ball every time he says it. Yeah, like he, he likes, laughs so loud. He, he likes he likes calling in the show. He likes becoming a star. He likes the fa- he's also named Tom Green, so he always oh. he always likes to crowbar that in the conversation or when he's at a hotel. Yeah, they asked me if I was Tom Green, and I said, "Of course, I'm oh, Tom God. Green." <laughs> really, he really had a great run in the uh, late '90s. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's the parents. Parents are crazy. 
Yes, they are. They are crazy. So uh, let's see where to start. Logan and I, we just uh, we got back from Las Vegas. We had a uh, guys weekend out in Las Vegas. I know you're not a big partier anymore, but you ever go out to Las Vegas? I was actually in Las Vegas last weekend as well. Yeah? I was for the 100-degree weather. Yes, I was. Oh, yeah. It was insane. When we were out, it wasn't it wasn't quite as bad, but um, what were you out there doing shows and stuff? No, I was just there. I... Um, I have a hookup at the Hilton, the Las Vegas Hilton, so every now and then I'll just go, you know. Nice. And so uh went there and just chilled. Actually, it was the first time I ever went to Vegas and didn't leave the property. Like, yeah. I, I decided, okay, we're just going to gamble, hang out at the pool, eat. We ate at the steakhouse there. We gambled the blackjack in the Hilton, you know. And so I never left. It. And Nilton is not a cool hotel. I mean, it's no. off the strip. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like old school. But yeah, like Elvis stayed there. Right. <laughs> That's the big claim to fame. That's the only reason it's still standing is because Elvis stayed there. And they Elvis, still have a suite. Like, Elvis untouched. loved Vegas because it was just – you could do whatever you want. He couldn't sleep well. So it was like the perfect place for him. They could order whatever kind of food you want. It, if you have out-of-control vices like Elvis had, Vegas is the place to go. And if, especially if you're Elvis, you could just sit there and just, yeah, make a life of it, I guess, until eventually you die. But I was under the impression <laughs> Elvis was built around Vegas. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, Vegas was built around Elvis, rather. Like, it was just kind of a city named Las Vegas, Nevada, before he got there. And then I feel like he got there and it just went crazy. But that's just in my mind. Yeah, I've heard yeah it's so like the chicken different. or the egg. I'm sure they both had a, you know, a part in building each other up. Um, so, yeah, we, we went to Las Vegas. First off, um, me and my buddies, Ryan and Bill, we flew out. And uh, we were drinking before we even got on the plane. And then we get on the plane, and me and my buddy Ryan, are, we're having this really stupid conversation, but it gets real animated, like arguing. <laughs> we were arguing what the top five television markets were in the NFL, and we are just going back and forth. And it got to the point where the woman in front of us stood up and go, turned around, and she goes, Look, I know you guys are excited for Las Vegas, but could you just please be quiet? And then, the, and then the entire trip, I just, you know, I'm drunk and I'm just being real sarcastic. Like anytime anyone around us talks, I go, shh, I'm trying to hear the jet noise, okay? <laughs> Put that lady in her place. I mean, you got to expect when you're taking a flight from L.A. to Vegas right. what you're going to yeah, get. You're sharing it's, it with tons of people. Yeah. And it's, it's basically a short bus from, in yes, the air. From Burbank to Las Vegas, it's 45 minutes. They barely have the time to serve you one drink. Lady, you can sit through my shitty rant about TV markets or whatever. Yeah, it's like, was she not excited to go to Vegas? Like, no, wh- who's, the wet, who's the wet <laughs> blanket in that? She was not excited to go to Las Vegas. She, was not, she wasn't excited about anything, to be honest, mm. uh, except for being a wet blanket, I guess. So yeah. um, we get there, and uh, I guess our buddy, Ryan, he has some um, – some like vendor or whatever for him from his business lives in Las Vegas. And I guess this guy has a big account with them or whatever. So he meets us and he's like, all right, guys, we're taking you out on the town. Nice. And yeah, it was the guy shows up in his stretch Hummer limo and Love we get it. into it. And it was bizarre because, you know, at, when you see one of those, you're like, oh, man, that must be so awesome. And then you get in. It's just like six guys hanging out. You're like, <laughs> all right, what's going on? <laughs> you know, it's it just so garish it's uh, it's unnecessary but it's very american to get excited oh, about yeah. a limousine like i'm i feel like i'm a mature adult and you throw a limo in the mix and i'm like i'm in i don't care where we're going it's yeah just, I, I put the window down i was yelling at people for no reason you just yeah bring something out of you <laughs> it does so then we go and uh where we go we went to some strip club we went to this the nice strip club first sapphire off, yeah i think it was yeah it's a good one sapphire I and wasn't uh, there that night yeah logan missed out and uh <laughs> 
So yeah, we go there and uh, we order all these like big Ho- steaks. Hold on and a second, stuff. right off the plane. You didn't right. even stop at the hotel, just straight to the uh, strip no, club. No, I think we just threw our stuff okay. in, but pr- okay. yeah, for the most part. And yeah, we just order all these steaks and drinks and stuff. And it's it's like it's one of those things where it's it's weird. Like part of me is worried that at the end of the night the guy's gonna be like, all right, now I have to kill you or like something. You know, because when someone <laughs> buys you all this free or stuff, you, you or only, the bill's gonna be a thousand dollars, right? Fifty dollars each. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, we were just enjoying these steaks, and it was, it was real fun at the strip club. I mean, I wasn't even – we were in the dining part for the for the most part. And then he's like, okay, now we'll go to the real strip club. And then we go to this we go to this other strip club, and it was it was kind of weird because you walk in and the, the – um, like he's clearly a regular to the point that other dancers are coming up, and they're like, oh, hey, Todd, how is everything? And he's like friendly with all these strippers and the manager – and then, you know, he just sets up, like, a bottle of Grey Goose, and we're just sitting there, uh, you know, getting real wasted and just having a blast. And, you know, the the strippers come up, and they start talking to you. And uh, the one girl, I don't know, came up like, hey, where are you from? And uh turns out she lives, like, right down the street. So I was like, oh, hey, you know, trying to work that angle. Like, oh, hey, did you ever go to the diner Coral Cafe? Like, nice. I, was, I was working really <laughs> bad angles. And, uh... She's, She's like, a stripper though. She must have been to the Coral Cafe. No, it's open all night. She had never heard of it. I was I was really shocked. Really? Wow. So we're Is doing... she a strip in LA? Sorry, I don't mean to dive. Oh her, no, but... no, it's all right. Yeah, I think she just <laughs> She's I mean, like a secretary in L.A., but then she to, flies to According to her story, she's going to junior college for nursing, and then she flies out here to strip on the weekends. Is she Filipino? No, she okay. was American. All right. And Oh, and she also wants to pursue stand-up comedy. So that, oh, that came I love up. it! <laughs> so wow. she's like, she's like Did you give her some pointers? She was, she was yeah, asking me questions about open mics and stuff, and where's a good place to try out material. And then she's like, $20. I was like, what? Come on. I, was, yeah. I thought we were talking shop here. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you should. She should at least br- give you a break for that information. Right. I would think so. But then she's like, "Are you really successful?" And I don't know. I'm not like good at lying. And uh, I was like, "No, not at all." <laughs> she goes, uh, "Well, then how are you? How are you friends with J.J. Abrams?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> she's like, right over here. J- that's J.J. Abrams, isn't it? And I was like, "Oh, yeah." And of course, it was our buddy Ryan who told the, this one stripper that he was J.J. Abrams. And he's like, "Yeah, but that's my pen name. My real name is some. My real, my actual name's Ryan. But yeah, I go by J.J. Abrams." Hilarious. And then she, she you know, now, I can't believe she knew who J.J. Abrams no, was. No, no, she didn't. Because oh, she googled that's how it worked. Yeah, she googled J.J. Abrams. She looked it up with a picture, and my buddy looks nothing like that, like J.J. Abrams. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I just shaved my head. So she's like, oh, wow, can I send you my journals? So now, journals? <laughs> well, she has an idea for a TV show. So I don't know. Looking looking forward to that. Doesn't everybody? And, uh, In Vegas? Yeah. Was, that so, where, so after the strip club, where did you go? Were we there all night? We were I, we were there all night, and it got to the it got it got weird because like it always uh, does, Sean. It, yeah, I mean weird for even a strip club because I was like, all right, I want to go. Like m- me and everyone else wanted to go, but this guy who basically lives at this strip club, he he had no <laughs> I, he didn't want to leave at all, and you know the Hummer limos in his name. I don't I think what happened was. <laughs> Uh, we wanted to leave at some point. We're like, all right, we're just going to get a cab and we're going to leave. And they're like, no, no, no. And I guess a guy that works there that's friends with them drove us home at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And it, the wow. weird part – well, not even – I don't even know it's uh, weird is the right word. But So I was wearing these sunglasses the entire time, you know, trying to look like a rock star, like I'm cool. And early on, the guy who's paying for everything and dropping like two grand – 
He's like, oh, hey, can I have those sunglasses? I'm like, uh. ah. And I love I love these sunglasses, but they're like $5 sunglasses. So I'm like, uh, all right. And then at like 5 o'clock in the morning, I had to like ask for them back. It was really weird. Because, you know, the guy treated us to this entire uh, weekend in Vegas, and then <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wasn't willing to part with the $5 sunglasses. Yeah, we're going to leave early, and uh, yeah, you're wearing my glasses. Can I get this? Well, I mean, that's an interesting quandary because – even though they're only five dollars, that's a necessary item for Vegas, especially, oh, especially. you know. That and sunscreen. So it's like you almost would have rather just paid for yourself and kept the glass. I know you did take the glasses, but yeah. it's like that they're valuable. I get that. Right, it makes sense. Finding a good pair of cheap sunglasses is not easy. Right, and they look good. I felt cool. I was getting compliments. I'm like, yeah, you know, into the whole rock star uh, Las Vegas thing. You weren't getting hand jobs, but you were getting compliments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who needs that when you got compliments? <laughs> compliments worth a thousand. If you can jobs. come from a compliment, you have got it all. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's. The, I'm, I'm not that uh, quick on the draw. Well, speaking of uh, large-breasted women, I don't know if you saw this video, but. Um, I don't. Oh, I don't have it up here. I got the. I got some of the audio, of the story. But basically, Katy Perry. You know Katy Perry. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, she did this segment for uh, Sesame Street, and I, I follow Katy Perry on Twitter, and I saw that she tweeted this link to this video, and then I watched it, and my first reaction was like, Oh, oh my God, this is a kids show, because she's she's wearing this. Um, this like outfit. You know, she has giant breasts, and she's wearing this outfit that's like. Not hiding it at all, and mm-hmm. it's it's this music video with Elmo, and then they're running around, and her cleavage is just jumping up and down. So, uh, yeah, here's the full story, but people are kind of up in arms about this. Katy Perry may be one of today's hottest pop stars, but she's a little too hot for Sesame Street. The children's show says it won't air a tape segment featuring the California girl singer and Elmo. The 25-year-old pop star is known for her risque outfits. She wore a gold bustier top as she sang a version of her hit Hot and Cold in the clip, and some felt it was too revealing for the kids' set. Sesame Street said in a statement Thursday that in light of the feedback they've received after the bit was aired on YouTube... I just want to know who in Sesame Street cleared this bit. I mean, she's wearing like a real short skirt, and at one point Elmo's running around like her legs are out, her breasts are out. It's, yeah, it's not her fault. It's whoever directed and produced the segment. Yeah, I bet I bet the director just really wanted to see what she was already wearing, and she was fine with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I know this is bad, but well, yeah, I it, see you running around in this for. I guess maybe hours. some of it's. I mean, some of it might be Katy Perry's fault, just in the sense that okay, you oh, yeah. you know you have gigantically large breasts. Maybe don't put them out there when you're doing a kid's show. I mean, I, she, I had no problem with it. But when you do a professional shoot like that, there's a wardrobe person. You show up, no makeup, no yeah. hair done, no. you're just in sweats. They completely wardrobe you and make up you and everything. So that's completely Although, their thing. Although, she's I mean, a pop star. She could have been a diva about she it. She could have been a diva about it. But, that's but all her outfit. if the producer and director didn't agree, all they had to say, it wasn't. it's not a creative choice. It's not. All they have to say is, this is a children's right. show. <laughs> yeah. We love your large breasts in a gold bustier. Yeah. Right. But just for this Elmo shoot, do you think you could maybe wrap him up, you know, in, in, a, in an Izod sweater or something? Yeah, but I mean, I wasn't. Comp- I sat through the entire video. I mean, I have a huge, cr- <laughs> I have a huge crush well, on. You Katie. love Elmo. Well, you yeah, love Elmo. I love Elmo, and I love Katy Perry. Like Elmo's I'm a huge- naked. No one ever says a thing. Right. You have a huge like crush a on Katy Perry. Oh yeah, I love that girl. Yeah. And I mean, for me to sit through that entire video probably means you're not hitting the target demographic. Like I'm, I'm not the guy that should be rock. I mean, 
I shouldn't be into the her music as much as I am to begin with, but if I'm going to sit through... <laughs> I like her music. Right, I mean, it's... Yeah, hey, you're talking to a, Katy Perry's number one fan over here. I'm, <sighs> I'm not ashamed of that, but yeah, I mean, obviously they should have a little less sexuality with the Elmo. I was thinking about, when I saw this, you know those... Um, what are they called? The furries? Uh-huh. The people that are sexually attracted to people in furry costumes? Like, this is right up their wheelhouse. You have a super sexy chick, <laughs> and you got Elmo in a nice furry costume. If they actually were, like, rolling around, that would be furry pornography. Right. Confirmed. It, yeah, I, I was thinking about that. I, so how does that come about as a fetish? I think it must be psychological trauma involving a stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. There's no other way yeah, that so you become strange. attracted to that. I but, agree. But there's whole clubs, which means it's, like, well, common. I think it's – well, you know what it is? It, it, I, and, again, I don't know anything about furs, but this is going off of your theory, sure. which I agree with, is that if you're a child and you have trauma, whatever that might be, let's just say it's sexual, um, the, <laughs> the, the things that are in your – that are staples in your environment in those times are, you know, dolls, you know, uh, stuffed animals, stuff like that. So it's – I mean – I hate to say this, but like a girl that was raped by her uncle repeatedly in her childhood bed that was like full of stuffed animals, that's actually probably pretty common. Right. You know? Wow. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, it's, I definitely think it's something of that nature. The, you, you had trauma that was somehow around. And then I think the same thing, I think what also what happens with fetishes, especially kind of weird ones, is that people have this kind of weird short wire in their brain, in the back of their brain. They never really think to act on it because it's kind of so bizarre. And then they stumble upon it or hear about it. And then, oh, okay, I see people acting it out. Oh, okay, that's that's they totally normal. Yeah. And then they get into it. Yeah, but yeah I, would I mean, agree. that's the. Uh, well, I've got a. That's I, what happened to me? I have a question. <laughs> slippery slope. <laughs> for you about Katy Perry, really quick. Sure. I, I actually was pretty. I like Katy Perry a lot, but I was pretty up in arms with her about the, with the California Girls <laughs> song and video. Okay. And I'm wondering. Okay, first of all, let me start off by asking you: Are you a Snoop Dogg fan? Am I a Snoop Dogg fan? I guess I was. A, I was a big Snoop Dogg fan. Early his early rap music like the, it was like okay like yeah like 2001 like when he was with Dre right I still enjoyed it then Doggy Style right exactly I, th- those are great albums but yeah now Snoop has gotten to this point where he's just this kind of he's just like a a joke like there's moms in the Midwest who know who Snoop Dogg is and find him yeah I, I don't I I like him he's laughing the, all the way to the bank Sean Green right exactly yeah. hey we're talking about him right I I like him in the sense that he doesn't seem to take himself too seriously and has a sense of humor about it. Okay, because I, I guess I was still of the school that Snoop was badass. I mean, I right. love Snoop, and I don't want to look at him as some sort of, like, ridiculous sellout. <laughs> yeah. So when I heard the Calif- – well, first the time, first time I heard California Girls, it didn't have him in it. And then I was watching the video, and all of a sudden – he he's they see you see him in this suit. Have you seen the video? Yes. Oh it's yeah. In Candyland. Yeah, you're like yeah, I've masturbated to that. Though. It's all like I this. I remember Snoop Dogg even in it. Okay, yeah. well first of all, I have a problem with the video remember. because it's about California girls and Daisy Dukes and bikini bobs, and the whole thing takes place in a winter wonderland like a la Candyland, and it's it's very right. strange. Thematically, it makes no sense. The only theme is let's get this chick naked. Yeah, <laughs> let let's put her in. Yeah, let's have a cool set and make her look you know really sexy. But anyway, so Snoop Dogg. They're like the pimp daddy Candyland man, like the pre- like the mayor of Candyland. He's just he's got a pimp cup, you know, the whole thing. And he comes in and he does this infantile, infantile <laughs> rap that's like, you know, Katie, I'm all up on you because you, re- you re- represent California. Like it's the stupidest. 
It's like, yeah. and all I can think in my head is is like, well, how did this happen? How did this happen? Did they, were they like, did somebody call Snoop and was like, look, you're not selling tickets at the at the Gibson Amphitheater. Katy Perry is threatening to take your date because she's going to sell it out. She says the only way she's not going to do it is if you do two second rap in her stupid pop song. And he's like, all right, all right, I'll do. It. Why is he country in my voice? He's like, <laughs> anyway, I have a horrible black person impression, but it's okay. So it's like that. Is that how it happened? Was the per, was he, do they have the same manager? And they were like, Snoop, you got to do this. But I've run, I run. I think he's just kind of crossed this point where. He does everything. He'll do anything. Oh, hey, kids yeah, reality I show? I sure. think he literally doesn't give a fuck. So I know. Like, it, and it breaks my heart a little bit. But. Like, uh, sell out, that doesn't really mean anything. It's not like he's really selling out his beliefs. He just doesn't care. Right. His, well, actually, in he reality, he's his... keeping it real more than everybody else because yeah. he, what he talks about is like, you know – well, besides smoking pot, is like getting the money, you know, chasing the paper, the dollars, and like he's like he's doing it. Yeah, exactly. He's For, doing it. I think he just kind of crossed this point where he realized, okay, people, I'm a 40 year old man. I have a family. People aren't gonna believe that I'm a gangster anymore. So hey, I'll just kind of be this wacky uncle that shows up in literally everything. Like, oh hey, you need an oh you need me for uh he did a he did a rap song with um Buzz Arm or uh, I know uh, Buzz what's Aldrin? It? Buzz Aldrin. Aldrin. Yeah. Lift off it's like them. It was on UCB's <sighs> comedy why is, site. Why is Buzz Aldrin all of a sudden such a media Cuz he did Dancing with the Stars. He's Buzz Aldrin is He's the saddest thing that's happened to our space program. People talk about, did we or did we not fake the landing on the moon? That's not the issue. The issue is, what the hell happened to Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> he was an American hero, and now he's he's got, like, weird plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. He's got this, uh, cr- you know, he's, well, the- he's trying to keep up with his young wife, and he, he, he's an astronaut. You don't need plastic surgery. The I first, think we- the, first uh, the first thing I saw him in... Like recently, I mean, now he's like everywhere, but was this 30 Rock cameo? That was oh, pretty good. Do you okay. guys remember that? Buzz like, Aldrin was in yeah, it? I don't no, know. I don't somehow, watch 30 Rock. Somehow. What? I know. That's supposed to be somehow a good show. Somehow Liz Lemon like uh, stumbled upon his place. I don't remember the plot, but uh, and he like lived in a loft and she was like, wow, I, I can't believe you live in a loft. And he's like, yeah, I don't believe in wolves because I always break them down or something like that. <laughs> oh, God. It was some cheesy line, but I thought it was, oh, that's cool. And then I saw him like on some talk show, and then I saw him on like. Well, he's pulling a Betty White. Remember how like <laughs> Betty oh, yeah, White? I think it's like that that last stretch of your career where you know like this is the decade I will die. Betty right. White's an actress though. But so yeah, she's I mean, allowed to do yeah, that Betty White. It makes true. sense. At least she's doing her career. Buzz Aldrin. He was never. I mean, we didn't hear Buzz Aldrin for 40 years, and then now it's it's bizarre that he's trying to stay relevant because who cares? But we're. Well, who knows what kind of money problems he's had, but we're no, living. No, I think he, yeah, he's, I think he's had a lot of money problems, you know, probably and ex-wives and stuff. We're living people in a world vote, where people would vote to give him money, though. <laughs> like, yeah, he should be yeah. Able to get money from the government somehow. The we're living in a world where people who aren't actors, you know, can have this type of thing because of reality TV, and so like if you've had any sort of anything. You know, I mean, it's like that's what reality TV is for. It's not for real. It's for, you know, actresses whose career actors and actresses whose careers are dead or people who are famous in real life for other things and and want to be on TV. You know, it's not, you know, you're not having like real actors, obviously, on reality TV. So someone's got to be on it. Exactly. You know, and if you have any sort of pull like that, I was saying to my friend the other day, like, I wish that 10 years ago. I had it had been now because I would immediately go into porn. <laughs> I would do porn for like five years, like do my right. best to make yeah. a name for myself. Then I would quit 
and I would become everyone a regular in, at the comedy store. Everyone because in America would know who you are. Exactly. I would <laughs> I would just walk into the comedy store. They would pass me immediately, just like you know they did with Rowdy Roddy Piper and whoever else. <laughs> no, you know? Rowdy Roddy Piper or Ashley I Hamilton. Him at the open mics, he worked his craft. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, 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 it is. It is. Insane. You can just, you know what I mean. It's like Steve O's doing stand up now. It's like, you know, he he can just walk in. Like he's been doing stand up, I think, like two weeks or something, and he's, you know, at John the Laugh Mayer Factory now. Yeah. You know, it's like I would have done that, and while I was doing porn, I would have been at open mics and stuff. So I didn't want to be. I don't want to be a starting out comic, you know, after doing porn, because then, you know, that stuff goes on YouTube. But how great would it be to be a merge? From being like, you know, a porn star, like a Bella Donna or something, and all of a sudden right. I've got like a tight 15, you know, and I don't yeah, mean inch really cock, I mean like a good act. <laughs> and all of a sudden I emerge and they're like, wait a second, she's actually funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would be awesome. Well, right. yeah, You'd always shame. be the porn star comic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's funny. <laughs> Logan was saying it as like, well, you'd always be the porn star. And Daniel's no, like, I mean, yeah. like 10 years down the road. Oh, you know who, you yeah, know but who Daniel Stewart is? Yeah, oh, I yes, mean, that then. that sounds good, but... I, I well, think, Julia McCullough's sort of doing that, but porn star? she wasn't really a porn star. She was just in Playboy. Right. Well, yeah. speaking of that, this is a good transition. Jay, well, we're talking about reality show and Playboy. Jay Wow, actually, I don't know if you saw this, but now she got an offer to do Playboy for uh, $400,000, but I guess she has to be fully nude. And... Uh, you know, we actually had her on. What was it like last year or something? Yeah, and she was a actually. Of the show. She, yeah, was she dude, on? She let us know how. It goes. Was she on Jersey Shore last year? I never watched it. Yeah, she was okay. on uh, both seasons. This okay. was like I think during season one we interviewed her. So this is her actually. I actually asked her if she would do Playboy. Let's see if I. Hopefully I get this queued up here. Get your shit together, shit. No. It's. it's uh, do you want me to sing California? <laughs> I have the worst singing voice in the whole world. I can't carry a tune. All right. Well, here. It'll take I'll a second it. to load. I'll do but it. California. No, <laughs> yeah, keep it going, Logan. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need to load this anymore. My my mic's going in and out. I don't know why. Oh, okay. You got that? All right. So here, we're, we're loading this up. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, she's a classic example of being a celebrity just for the sake of... Oh, your headphones out? Yeah. Okay. okay. Don't worry about it. I think you're on, uh, should be four. Oh, it's different for the headphones. There we go. Nope. Sorry. Don't worry about me. Okay. I'm just. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worried. You, yeah. You'll be all right. Okay. I'll we'll be figure fine. out a way. Unlike, uh, yeah, I mean, the you Jersey Shore, they've kind of just, situation right now is making five million, five million a year, which is pretty insane. I don't, I don't have a problem with these people doing all right, but at some point, five million a year is pretty crazy. Just for being the situation, but he's he's like a, a genius marketer. Uh, it's one of those things where everyone knows his name, everyone knows the situation. It gets a laugh every and time. For myself, I was turning 21. Okay. You know, you got this fame, you got this ball of thing. What uh, would you be opposed to posing for Playboy? I'm such I'm such an off. You got this ball. You got this. Uh, I'm such a shithead. Like, because you got this fame all. right now. What would it take? Let's talk. Let's talk turkey here. What would it take for you to pose in Playboy? Is that you? The yeah. celebrities centerfolds and cover. Nice. All right. Well, I'll yeah. I'll work on that and yeah. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I need. I to... think it's already in the works. Oh, see, that was that was foreshadowing. We that broke was... that story. Yes. You did break that story. It was on Radar Online. <laughs> I, you know, I'm in the tabloids. I love it. More or less. Now, um, does she? You guys had her in studio, or she call in? No, she called in. Okay, because I have you seen? I I don't. I've watched the show. I've watched a few episodes. Does she have a really great body? I don't think she would have fit through the door. <laughs> no, she's not fat. No, her, her tits. Oh, yeah, she has big I'm boobs. Kidding. She's she's got a 
kind of um I wouldn't describe it as great body. She's got like a pro wrestler of like a female pro wrestler body in that she's not fat, she's toned, she's got the you know, but she's kind of a bigger girl. Yeah, kind of got a bigger frame and then yeah, just these giant fake breasts. So are they I, fake? Are you, yeah, yeah. Okay. She actually admitted to that on the um, interview as well, that they mm-hmm. were fake. She said she was 20 years old, and she just decided to give herself a gift of fake breasts. I don't Who know. has – because fake boobs are like five grand. I, this is what blows me away about all these people walking around with fake boobs. I know some girls, like hot whatever girls in L.A., guys buy them tits all the time, like rich guys right. buy them tits. But, I mean, if you're just like – I know regular girls who are literally like, you know – administrative assistants who have it's like where did you get that fi- did you just put it on your credit card like I think they have I think it's I think if you sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's sad I mean what I, I think they have financing for any sort of plastic surgery operation you want to get as as weird as that sounds I think so they have boob layaway yeah exactly yeah. no I'm not kidding Boob-a-way? you look right. you look in like LA <laughs> Weekly or whatever they'll have you know zero down I it's really? like it's like I, I've never car. seen that okay yeah. all right you think it's sad? Do, now, what do you guys feel about fake boobs? What are your thoughts? I don't like them. Yeah, uh, I don't mind them. I, I really have no – I like breasts. So, yeah, if you have fake breasts, that's fine. I mean, generally, I would – if someone had fake breasts, I'd be I'd be more inclined to, like, hit on them or talk to them. Like, oh, okay, this chick wants to party. I wouldn't right. – I wouldn't think she – I wouldn't assume – So you think fake boobs is indicative of a certain personality type? Right. I wouldn't think, oh, my God, she has fake breasts. She's probably uptight. I would think, oh, okay, she has fake breasts. She kind of – she's trying to put herself out there. Uh-huh. What about you? What do you think? Oh, I've got no problem with it. In fact, uh, you know, I totally get it. I've, I've, I've thought about it myself. I mean, not really totally seriously, but, like, um, I would – I. You know, if that's crossed your mind, it's definitely crossed my mind to go like up a cup size. Like I don't want, I don't want anything bigger than a cup size. But like up a cup size, you know, and then maybe it would give them like a little. Yeah, but you know, your, your breasts are good. I mean, I, I think I that have would good be... boobs at this age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be crazy to see that. That's at the end of the day, you are cutting yourself open and you're having a, a major operation. Okay, if you're completely flat chested and then you want breasts, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, there's like different reasons and all. Yeah, like stuff. Patricia Heaton, I mean, who's know. on um, who was on Everybody Loves Raymond. She she had a boob job, but she's like, I I had a lift, and basically what they do is they like lift up the skin and they put you know whatever in there just to keep them firm. So it wasn't really about getting bigger; it was just about like you know lifting them. Yeah, I don't know. She had like that's, a few kids or like whatever. You have pro- she looks cute. Yeah. Well, yeah. Reasons. I mean, if it's for health reasons. Well, it's I mean, health. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think no, it's just, mental health. But I don't think. Yeah, it's I, not no, like a I life or like, death I mean, operation. I feel yeah. like if you like the thought of using extends has crossed my mind, but I would never do it. Well, it depends. You know I'm saying I would never do it because it <laughs> well, doesn't work. If you knew it worked, so if, if you had heard other people were doing it and you heard no, it worked, no, I still wouldn't do it. That's so I don't sad. know about that, I would Logan. Feel so like, all right, all right, stop the show. Okay, Logan, wait, you thought of it? The thought crossed your mind. Now what? Oh yeah, the who's mind ever, Sean? It crosses every of man's course. mind that sees that commercial. Like, oh wow, Does I, that really I'm imagining work? my penis being bigger right now. Of course. Of course. But, no, but I, that's creepy. I don't know. It's creepy to have prosthetics in your body. Just to look a certain way. That freaks me out. Like, wow, you're 
But I if don't you know, something's weird about you. I hear like, what you're saying. I I just like we all have it's, insecurities it's about our body but, and like I yeah. have like my stomach is a big insecurity of mine and sometimes when I'm not in a good headspace it really rules like I obsess about it, yeah. you know? If if there was a city full of people who had gotten lipos I mean we sort of do, but if like liposuction <laughs> on your stomach was as popular uh, and you could literally see it all over the place, I probably would get it. But I, I'm not going to because right. the people I know who have gotten it, it's not good. You know? Right. It doesn't seem to totally fix the problem. And no, it never does. To get fat removed from your body is like – I understand if it's for health reasons, whatever, but it's like such a bad idea because I know a girl who got it done and what happened was is now there's no fat cells in her stomach. Great. But she's still – so her arms got big. Her thighs got big. You know what I mean? Because it goes it in different places. Yeah, it doesn't really work out. And in general, you're not really – you're not really fixing the problem. The same thing with the lap band. To, to actually cut your stomach open and then put a band around it so you can't eat anymore, that it's the problem isn't how fat you are. The problem is basic self-control. Like if you can't address that, then what's the point? You're going to eat through the band if you're not going to f- kind of fix the problem to begin with. Yeah. Well, usually when you get gastro and test or gas gastric bypass or whatever, they make you get counseling now again i don't think five counseling sessions are going to solve a lifelong problem of over overeating but they make an attempt right no it's it's they're supposed to for all plastic surgery there's these kind of you're supposed to go especially with gender reassignment or stuff like that you're supposed to get cleared by a psychiatrist but the fact of the matter is if you're a guy and you want to cut off your own genitalia and become a woman there's no therapy session that's going to clear you of, okay, yeah, you're fine. This is a perfectly normal urge. Yeah. No, you have serious psychological problems. That's not normal. That's not a, a basic part of nature. You're you're totally changing who you are and totally changing fundamentally. I mean, I, I don't have a problem. No one's with on people. the fence about that. Right. Like, exactly. right, right, right. That, that's, you're hardwired. That's right. not going to – you're not going to kind of undo that damage. I mean, I think you're probably better off facing that instead of just – doing that because if you look at the depression that people go through after they do that and they they realize like oh my god now I'm a woman I, I can't imagine you're actually going to totally fix that problem that created the urge to become the other gender well i mean the idea behind transgender is that you're literally a woman born into a man's body which i don't understand how that works but that's how everyone explains it um, I don't know about the depression or the regret or whatever afterwards, but I mean that's like it's a it's trying to it's like trying to fix somebody who's gay. It's like that's I mean I don't I don't know what right. you guys hopefully, think. I don't think that's right. Hopefully know. we can come up with an operation to fix gay people. <laughs> I'm all for dealing with the cards you've been dealt or using or whatever <laughs> playing the cards you've been dealt. Well, you know, and and it's easy for us to say, but if you're a transgender right, and you're like I feel like I'm a woman and I look like a man, like I, I really feel for those people and I feel like they should be able to to yeah, have I mean, that they change. Come from a place that I don't understand. Like I'm not, I don't. No, <laughs> you don't no, want to no, be I'm a woman, just, Logan. <laughs> Relax, dude. No, More than judging, you are right I'm now. I'm not judging those people, but I'm just saying. It's okay. We can judge. That's what well, talk radio is all about. Judging random. No, I'm people just saying that's what. I, that's how I think. Like I, you know, I don't know. And I gotta say, it's weird. Like the psychiatrists that are attached to the plastic surgery, because in the bottom line, we're living in America, right. and it's like they have an investment in in making sure those people go through with the surgery because they. You know, it costs 20. It's the same thing like going to a weed doctor to see if exactly. you should be prescribed weed. Let me guess, you're going to be prescribed weed. Right. Oh man. Yeah, no one walks out yeah. of there with going, mm, I don't think this is for you." <laughs> Speaking yeah. of uh yeah, now weed doctors maybe think 2 weeks ago I did some shows at Hempcon 
which uh-huh. was a uh, it's a hemp I guess a hemp convention at the Los Angeles Convention Center. I did two separate shows there on a Friday and Saturday. Wasn't high at all. Wasn't even drunk or at all. And it, first off, it's really bizarre to perform stand up in a convention center. Mm-hmm. You you couldn't you couldn't describe a worse arena to play. You know, because it's just a big spread out area yeah. and it's it wasn't ideal at all. But it was kind of surreal or just um, inter- so interesting to see people that are involved in HempCon. Like, you go around, and it just – it's everything related to weed without weed because it's at a convention center. You can't just bring weed in. So it's all these people selling, like, weird, uh, you know, trinkets. And Hemp weird, clothing. Yeah, right. weird T-shirts. There were these uh, Asian immigrants who had all these bags of almonds they were selling. I, don't, I think they were just like, oh, yeah, the people will be high. We'll just sell nuts there. And I was thinking, like, this is – literally this should be a scene out of Scared Straight. Like, if I had a problem with my teenage son selling too much weed or smoking too much weed – and, you know, I try to tell him, like, oh, come on, you got to do this in moderation. You're throwing your life away. I'd be like, you know what's better? You know what's a more powerful example? I'm going to walk him down to HempCon, and I'm going to take him, and I'm going to show him a 45-year-old guy who's selling vaporizers wearing a suit coat. Like, you want that as life? You think that's cool? Like, right. they're very bizarre people. Yeah. And it was it was, it was was weird also in that it was right next to SexCon. They had, they had SexCon was right next to, in the hall. Uh, the hall one over. So then you would see in the cafeteria people. Was it from- Adult Con? Oh yeah, sorry. Adult, adult Con. Con. Okay, because I was like, God, they have another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was interesting seeing people from Hemp Con coming out and kind of intermingling and hanging out with some of the people in Adult Con, like these crazy uh, bizarre strippers and uh, yeah, Hemp Con was it was Whoa. definitely interesting. I'm sure most people wanted to be at both. Right, no, there was definitely some crossover. I heard some of the strippers asking if they could get into HempCon. <laughs> but you think, like, oh, it's going to be a crazy weed party. But no, just guys selling jars to put weed in, which is it's yeah. insanely boring. It's just all the all the boring knickknacks and crafts associated with weed without the actual weed. Well, and I it, went to AdultCon last year, and it's just as boring. Yeah, it's... It's not even... I mean, it was... It's a bunch of uh, strippers... I mean, strippers. Uh, you know, adult video... <laughs> Actors, like porn stars actresses, just signing autographs and stuff. Worse than that, they have to they have to buy a booth, and they're sitting there with their video playing behind them, right? And so it's like their spread eagle vagina Whoa. getting like cum shots on them, and they're sitting there like this in like prom makeup, you know, smiling. And they've got a stack of their videos, and they have a stack of their headshots, and they're sitting there, you know, and people are just walking by them, taking one look at the vagina, and they keep walking. You know what I mean? It's like there's no what, worse what rejection. What would she do if I was walking by and I just whipped it out? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't. Style. Well, that's the thing. I think they it's still like considered a place of business. It is. It's it's very well lit, as I'm sure you can attest to. It's very convention centery. It's not. I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but you know, I just find just I found it to be like really sad. Incur- yeah, okay. It's like they're selling their vaginas out of cubicles in a convention They're selling center. it in a corporate setting, which just right. takes any of the sex or mystery out of it. And people are walking set. by going, mm-mm, nah, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> yeah. she's showing them highlights from the oh, video. You know what I mean? So like, creepy. basically, yeah, it's it, it was... That is, uh, you really... This is my most intimate moment, and this is my favorite one of them. What do you think? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to this booth. I just feel like oh. porn has gotten to be so low... Brow, and I, I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but I just mean like I, I'm all for porn and all that stuff, and I feel like vagina and penis and sell, the selling of it should be, you know, definitely done. That's fine. Sure. But it should be. I just feel like I can't believe it's gotten this bad. Like I can't believe that sex workers are having to, you know, they're having sex 
on camera and they are having to hustle in a convention center at their own right. booth that they paid for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, well, I know what, what are they selling actually? Just they're selling copies? their DVDs or like you know oh, signed weird. pictures of themselves or merch. Well, yeah, I know it got really bad when Joe Francis um, tried to present an idea of a porn bailout, and and it was based on the idea that okay, the this intellectual property is just getting stolen, no one's paying for it, and all these people are that are working. You, you think you know you. Metallica wants sympathy that oh my god they're they're stealing a record but really th- these people they're doing it for seven eight hundred dollars and they're having their work stolen that, that's that's the people you feel really sad for yeah Logan but I mean how I mean how much time and effort and talent and creativity takes into doing a porn shoot not much you know I mean it's a willingness porn is a willingness which should be celebrated. Don't right. get me wrong, but I mean, it's not, you know, you can't pop in a porn, you know, DVD into your car and rock out to it as an old classic that will hold up <laughs> over the years. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, in the moment now. There's not many uh, classic pornography. Well, I thought this was interesting. Um, <laughs> get a little political here. Christine O'Donnell, she's the new Tea Party candidate. I think she's running for Senate in Delaware. She got the Republican nomination. And she's kind of like the new Sarah Palin. Decent-looking woman, says a lot of wacky stuff. This is one of the latest. She was on the Bill Maher show mm-hmm. like five years ago, and this is this is her discussing uh, witchcraft. You were a witch. I dabbled in the witchcraft. I never joined a coven. Wait a minute. You were a witch? Yeah, she was. I, you were a witch. First off, I, I'm – okay. A, uh, someone who's into witchcraft that's going to be in politics, that's that's insane. And that, that you, <laughs> but it's all, it, what's it crazier is that you don't know that you talking about – you dabbling in witchcraft is going to turn people off. That should be the first question. Do yeah. you believe in, in ghosts <laughs> and crazy? Have you ever have you ever been around a cauldron? You're not qualified for a political <laughs> office. But what's even worse than that is that it, the only thing the only thing worse than a witch in office is a witch who doesn't masturbate. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like the whole oh, idea yeah. of All being a witch is like you have black, you know, fingernails and black makeup and you're totally crazy <laughs> and like you want to fuck a witch. Can I say that? Soup. Sorry. Can I? It's oh, fair. you want to like do, we'll you know, get crazy with a witch and all of a sudden she's like, oh no, I don't, I, I don't masturbate. She's like a <laughs> prudish witch. It is, it is a bizarre belief system where you believe in witchcraft, but you don't believe in masturbation. Like, oh, okay, I don't want to masturbate. I'm going to go to hell, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dabble in witchcraft. Like, what what god are you? What god are you talking to? What what are you getting your information from? I realize people could kind of make the counter argument to people who are really really Jewish or really into Catholicism or Muslim that it's kind of weird or whatever. But I'm sorry, traditional religions in my book have a little have a step up on witchcraft and black magic and stuff like that. And I realize she dabbled in it, but still, you gotta- she never joined a coven, Sean. <laughs> She made that distinction yeah, that, quite clear. The that's, fact that that's she, a red flag right there. Like, oh, don't worry, I she, never joined a club. That's that's like she's I the only one. Did. She's the only one in that room that would have known the difference between a witch that was not in a coven and a witch that wasn't a coven. I still don't like, know what a coven is. We're discussing it. Yeah. And I. <laughs> well, you know what's also interesting is that she. Okay, so like she doesn't. She her whole thing is like she doesn't. She believes masturbation is is like cheating, right? right. Well, it's like um, but you don't believe like it. You know, like taking a voodoo doll and sticking pins in it is like cheating life. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, you can't, you can't jerk yourself off in private, but you can make spells and like cast, you know, bad, you know, spells on people behind their back. I mean, uh, I, it's crazy. Wait. Coven, I didn't join a coven. Let's get this. Wait a minute. I love this. 
let's get this straight. She already has to make it. Cl- let's get this straight. I didn't join a coven. I'm not crazy. You're a witch. You go on Halloween's bit. I was a witch. I mean, wait, wait that's exactly right. Wow. How is me a witch? Because I dabbled into witchcraft. I hung around people who, who were doing these things. I'm not making this stuff up. I know what they what, told me they do. Well, what they doing? I mean, and, and one of my dates, oh, one of my dates, my first date was a witch. One of my first dates with a witch was on a satanic altar, and I didn't one of our first dates was with a witch on a satanic altar now i'm was the guy a witch yeah that's first off you he's a wizard all right witch (laughs) is a feminine thing if you're a guy you're a wizard secondly Uh, is is that really is that the male version of which i don't know that it is really just asserted that i mean i agree with uh, it should be a wizard but i don't think it actually is wizards have long beers and wands right it's separate but just in my head on all the disney films i've watched and stuff like that a witch is a female person have you ever heard a guy going oh what are you going for it's halloween i'm going as a witch well not until a few years ago have we heard about a male nurse (laughs) you know times are changing right exactly <laughs> the occupational, uh, but yeah, this is great. I, w- I, God, I would love to meet this guy who took her on this first date, and then she says, and then she I talks did- about it, and then I didn't realize I was at a satanic altar. I've never seen a satanic altar, but I have an idea that if I was there and someone took me <laughs> on the first date, like I just picture this. Okay, yeah, I lit some candles. Oh yeah, it's in the shape of a pentagram, but yeah, I'm just trying to be romantic. Yeah, it's not like they were having bow tie pasta at Olive Garden and all of a sudden she realized she was on a satanic altar. (laughs) Like she probably had to be led into a dark room through purple velvet curtains, am I right? I mean drinking goat's blood? That's weird, but okay. The witch was on a satanic altar and I didn't know it. And I mean there's little blood there and stuff like that. Your first date was Yeah, yeah. Like had a little midnight picnic. Let's have a movie and sacrifice. Oh, Who is else is on the show besides Bill Maher? Do you know? Do you know what? I forget from uh, the clip. I want to say it was Seth Green. Or what's the other oh, guy that's it. like Seth Green? Oh, um, like Seth Green? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, Seth Green, he's the more, he's kind of the same same body type. That's sh- oh, I don't know. Oh, geez, that's killing me. All right. Is he a redhead? Yeah. Who's that guy? It's he was in uh oh Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. Okay. Oh. oh Jamie Kennedy would die if he <laughs> if he knew that uh that you were compared to him Sean Green, don't you think? Seth Green? Seth Green, yeah. Why? Do you, Did I say to Sean Green? Oh, yeah, sorry. exactly. Sorry. I do although I do get that uh so much. Sean I, Green's tiny. Is Jamie Kennedy tiny? <laughs> no, Seth Green's, Seth tiny. Green's yeah. tiny. Shit, shit, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. Let's just drop it. No, it's, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Sean Green's a shithead. Uh, I mean no. I'm um, oh, that fell flat. <laughs> fell so Look, flat. It, it wasn't that bad. Maybe I was, should give it implants. I, I was yeah. Well, if it medically oh. needs them, if yeah. it's a life or death situation, that joke needs implants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but real breaking. quick on the on the Seth Green thing, I have gotten it a lot. He, the first show, the first ever Green Room, we had a girl call up because I I put up a posting on Craigslist like, hey, be on the show, blah blah blah. She wrote me a letter saying, yeah, I met you, Seth Green, at the party. Love to talk to you. And then we had like a 15-minute conversation where I was pretending to be Seth Green. So if you want to look that up, that's on the first episode. I, I don't have the clip right here. It's but it, I've also, when I was at Penn State, I was in the computer lab typing up a paper, like an English paper. And I guess someone, well, it's weird enough. Like, you know, you put the heading at the top of your paper. And someone looks over and they're like, Sean Green? I was like, yeah, and I was doing college radio at the time, and I was, oh, man, yeah, I'm getting the show out. Sweet. This is my first time ever being recognized. Yeah, I must be a fan of the show. And uh, <laughs> the Sean Green? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's me right here. 
wow, what are you doing here? Aren't you? Shouldn't you be in a movie? And I'm like, oh my god, how are you at Penn State? You're so retarded. Yeah, it's like not only did he not get your name wrong, but he got your physicality wrong as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like you don't look like him at all. Well, and just yeah, what would I be doing here? Right. That means I'm not that guy. <laughs> that's that's the real. It, what? Yeah, Seth Green wouldn't be in your computer lab typing up an English paper. Maybe you should think about that before you say. It. I think the the craziest thing I'd ever heard. It reminds me of another insanely stupid thing I I heard at Penn State. While I was there, I was hanging out with the um, the girl I was dating at the time, and her roommate was there, and we were watching the movie Pearl Harbor. And this other girl, she was blonde, super ditzy, and we're watching the film. She's like, man, I don't get it. What's with all the lays? I was like, uh, I don't, it's Hawaiian tradition. I, it's a part of being in Hawaii. They give you lays. She goes, ah. Yeah, but Pearl Harbor, that's New York, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, my oh, God. No. How wow. did you get into a decent school? That's crazy. And that's when I realized our education Everybody system is knows broken. It's Florida. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> oh, man. Show flew by. Danielle, thanks for coming on the program. Wow, that was it? Yeah. That's insane. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, sure. Where uh, where should yeah, people check good. you out? Um, well, I will be at uh, Pi on sunset tonight actually right after the show and tomorrow i'm on on broadway in san diego at 7 p.m cool and then tomorrow. what's your website danielle stewart danielle stewart.com all right logan you want to wrap things up with a haiku let's do it <laughs> wait real quick what happened Reese. there logan oh i was just swallowing i didn't want to be like gulp in the microphone okay sorry Free stakes in Sapphire. First satanic altar date. Katy Perry's tits. All right. Well, we we did it live here, and we do it live every Thursday, 8 o'clock, LA Talk Radio. This has been The Green Room. Listening to the Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also check out DocumentaryLabel.com, which I updated today. I said last week I would update it Friday, but I didn't. But I updated it like today, so check it out.